Coming up on this episode of the Boss Lady Podcast. And so really trying to eliminate should from our, our language, especially our language to ourselves. Um, and, you know, what I desire, what I want, what I'm ready for instead. And uh, one thing I love about my coach, so she, rather than putting exercise on her planner, she put snatching my sexy back. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's got a whole different energy about it. Um, so rather than putting, spending time with her kids, she put something like investing in my legacy. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, and, and so that's, those are some things that I've adopted. Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work from home parent, you are a boss. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and former CEO, I share lessons and stories of both personal and professional successes and failures. Join me along with a diverse list of guests as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your career and your life. Together, we will embrace, empower, and educate each other. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. It is the week after Labor Day, or I guess technically the week of Labor Day, uh, since Labor Day was Monday. So I hope all of you listeners had some restful time. Uh, I know I did. I got a lot of closets cleaned out, which is always fun. Get ready for fall, even though mm, you go outside, it doesn't quite feel like fall yet. <laughs> We're in Daytona Beach, Florida. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. If you're a recurring listener, as always, I want to say thank you for continuing to listen and to support the guests that I have on and to support the Boss Lady community. You can find out all things about the Boss Lady community and me and all the offerings at TeresaRanConsulting.com. But as you know, if you listen often, I don't like to do a lot of commercials. I just like to jump in because we have fabulous guests. And our guest today is no different. It is Dr. Delicia Haynes, the founder and owner of Family First Health Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, but she's so much more than that, which is crazy when you're talking to a physician that's already enough. <laughs> um, she does so many more things, and we'll get into all of that, but if you have been listening, you know we have this little thing called our second annual Women's Leadership Conference coming up in two weeks, and Dr. Haynes will be one of our speakers. She spoke a little bit on a panel last year, and she's been part of the Boss Lady Community Vision since I started it. Um, so she will be actually speaking this week. And so, Dr. Delicia, welcome. It's glad to have you. Well, I'm ex excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and this is the second time you've been on our show, so I will send in the show notes, I will put, if you want to hear more about Dr. Haynes, you can do that. I'll put the episode number in the show notes, but you're here today to talk about a subject that I know is near and dear to your heart, even though we put a catchy title to it for the conference. It's about being the CEO, take, oh, I can't remember, the CEO of your health? CEO of self-care. Yeah. Being the CEO of self-care. That's it. Yes. So I know that you practice not only what you do for a living, that, that you do this in your own life because I've known you for a while now. But, you know, self-care, we hear 
a lot these days. Mm -hmm. And it's almost become, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I need to take care of myself. So how do you first talk to someone about self-care and what, because it may mean something different depending on where you are. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. And that's actually what I was just going to say is that um, there's a difference between self-care and self-maintenance. So sometimes we talk about self-care and we talk about, I'm getting my nails done. I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting, you know, grooming. Well, that's maintenance. Um, And, you know, not not that it's not important and that it can't be a part of self-care. But self-care is really so much more personalized because what fills you up and makes you feel alive and connected to community is going to be different than what's going to fill somebody else up. So um, really, it is it is understanding, you know, who you are, what you need. Um, um, I'm not a, I'm not an extrovert. And so, um, and give me a moment, I'm, let me take a little sip. <laughs> I know you're not an extrovert. You and I have that in common. We've attended several retreats together. And um, we're both in our room pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> after extroverting all day. Although you stayed on the phone half the night when your dear mom uh, was alive and you would chat with her till the wee hours of the morning. But we, even us introverts like to have our mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, as far as going back to self-care, that is so important, being able to um, <clears throat> talk to people that lift you up, that are part of your um, filling your cup. And for me, Family First is not just the name of my practice. It is truly how I live my life. And uh, those individuals are like walking joy to me. And I'm blessed to have a really amazing family. I know not everybody has that. And so, um, you know, again, just, you know, self-care is really knowing what you need to do for yourself to, you know, really to fill you up. Um, There's a Lisa Nichols quote, which I absolutely adore, and I use it probably in every single talk, no matter what the subject I'm talking about, which is uh, fill your cup and serve from your overflow. Mm. And it was it was really impactful for me the first time that I heard it as a servant leader that um, I recognized at the time, especially I was not serving from my overflow. I was serving from inside my cup. I was depleted. I was tired. I was resentful. And um, that it is my responsibility and no one else's to fill my cup and to make sure that I'm, I'm creating time and space for that. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm taking a John Maxwell course right now on 11, I don't know, techniques, strategies, whatever, of successful leaders. And the very first one is to have thinking time, intentional thinking time. But more important than that is it's are you serving others and bringing value to others if you're only serving yourself, you're not going to be able to bring values to others. So he says, you know, do that first. So that a different way of saying exactly what you're saying that Lisa Nichols says. It, mm-hmm. When we, even in our business, when, you know, we look at our business and how, what are we doing that brings value to others? And then the rewards will come from that. Um, so what do you tell someone? I mean, there's so many facets to how we need to take care of ourselves and it gets complicated. Everything from 
how often we should work out, what we should be eating, what we should not be eating. Uh, you know, there are just so many, you know, what tests do we need to do annually? Where do you start? It, because it, a lot of times when we go to our regular physician, they just do the routine stuff and there's not a lot of conversation. And I know that's one of the things that's very different about your practice. Right. And that was that was intentional. I mean, um, being a physician is definitely a calling for me. And so how I do it matters. And so uh, when I transitioned my practice from, you know, being insurance based, gosh, uh, in 2015 to what we have been, done since then, which is known as direct primary care membership based where I get to really spend and invest time with patients. And, you know, all of our appointment times are 30 minutes to an hour long um, using technology so that people don't have to come to the office. Even before the pandemic, we were doing that. It uh, it really matters. And that, that one-on-one time, the time that someone has to tell you what's going on with them and you get to pick up not only on what they're saying, but so much of communication is those... Um, nonverbal communication and being able to pick up on someone's just like their energy. And I I really appreciate my staff because they really, my team really helps this as well. Well, they're just say like, she's just not, I can't put my finger on it, but she's just not her usual self today. And so it gives us a chance to really kind of like go beyond like what your blood pressure is and what your diabetes, you know, is looking like to what more than likely is the underlying issue um, that is the true barrier to health. And so, you know, really taking that really holistic view of it. Yeah, because I know, you know, we fill out the forms when you come in. I, I don't know at I know at my OBGYN and it asks if you're if you feel safe and how much alcohol you drink and, and I often wonder, does anybody fill those out honestly? <laughs> mm-hmm. So without conversation, if you just look at that form, it's yes, I feel safe, you know, I have occasional drink, you know, whatever. It it really and I'm fortunate to have a good OBGYN who always lets you get dressed and you go to his office and you have a conversation, uh, which is why I've been going the same one for 15 years, uh, because he he is very gracious that way and um, really wants to know, but, but that's not always the case. So when you talk about to your client, because I know when you walk in your office, you have all of those soda bottles sitting there <laughs> <laughs> full of sugar uh, mm-hmm. that is an eye opener when you go, oh, geez, Um but how do you start talking to someone about self-care with their weight management? Or I'm sure you ask all the time about different diets. What's your common advice if there's such a thing for, for food? Because it's confusing. Yeah, well, it, and it is. And it also is personalized. So food is medicine. So what is going to be medicine to you is different than, you know, someone else's. So uh, the same way I tell people not do not take someone else's pills. Don't take your friend's medicine, um, which is actually it's I mean, one of the leading cause causes of um, accidental death is related to people taking things that weren't created for them, but they feel like, oh, well, you know, this person uses it and their doctor gave it to them. So it must be safe. And it's like, no, I mean, like there's a whole reason that their doctor gave that to them. That is not, you know, that may not be going on with with you and food is no different. Um, So, so I think, uh, you know, it all starts with, um, so on on our, on our uh, intake forms, we ask uh, your, what are your three health wishes and what are your three health fears? 
And it gives us a really good starting point, one, for what is most important to this person, because I don't want to come in there and be all preachy. Now, obviously, if you're like blood pressure is in the stroke range, I'm going to go with what's going to like possibly take you out and be fatal and right. then come back to your, <laughs> then come back to your <laughs> list of, um, of things. But uh, that it is, you know, it's definitely like, you know, it's, it's patient led and um, what they've done that's worked, what they've tried that hasn't worked. And there is no one size fits all for, you know, for, for everyone. I, there are some general elements that we talk about. I always start with sleep when I'm talking about um, mm. weight release and weight management, because there's, there's kind of, you got to set the tone for it that, you know, there may be a reason that your body is holding on to fat, which is our insurance policy against famine. And so if you're creating this environment where you're not sleeping, uh, where you're stressed out, then it's going to be really hard for your body to release that weight. And so uh, we, you know, we, while there are some general things we talk about hydration, increasing fiber, kind of, you know, a lot of general things, a lot of the things that we do are really more specific and also a lot more holistic. Whereas it's like, you know, our, our weight management program is called love yourself to less. Mm. So, you know, it's about, it is really a lot of self care um, that's naturally engaged in the other recommendations of, you know, what and when to eat and, you know, those type of types of things, but it's never a blanket, um, one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important because it's easy to, you know, everybody goes on the same diet, everybody goes on the same workout plan and they end up getting hurt or, you know, whatever the case may be. So if you had to narrow it down to three tips for somebody that, let's say somebody's been, you know, they've had small children, maybe their kids are now in school, they've spent the summer, you know, with their kids, or they're taking care of parents plus kids, and they've really decided, okay, now I have to put me first mm-hmm. um, in order to, to be here, to stay here, to keep helping the people that depend on me. What are the maybe two or three words of advice you would give them to get started? Because I don't know about everybody else, but usually on Sunday, I start thinking, okay, on Monday, (laughs) I'm going to start, fill in the blank. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I go to the grocery store, stock up on all this stuff, get my workout clothes out. And then by Wednesday, it's like, "Mm, I'm tired. Um, (laughs) We'll go out, you know, or whatever, and I'm not going to work out or whatever the case may be. So what are two or three tips you would give to someone that says, okay, I'm determined and I've got to start taking care of myself first? Yeah. So I think the labels we give things are really important. Uh, So... Um, so sometimes we will say, I should do this. I should do that. I should. And it's like, should has a, has a very negative energy around it. You know, it just makes you feel shameful. Like, you know, and so really trying to eliminate should from our, our language, especially our language to ourselves. Um, and, you know, what I desire, what I want, what I'm ready for instead. And uh, one thing I love about my coach, so she, rather than putting exercise on her planner, she put snatching my sexy back. Okay. So, you know, it's got a whole different energy about it. 
Um, so rather than putting spending time with her kids, she put something like investing in my legacy. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, and, and so that's, those are some things that I've adopted to, um, to have a different mindset around the things that I need to do. So I have a date with my, with my numbers. Um, you know, this is budgeting, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, uh, so like when I say it's a date, you know, then it's, you know, it's a little bit more, it's a little, it's just a little bit better. So, uh, so I think, you know, really change There's a lot of things that we, we know that we need to do or would be helpful for us, but then we put this should on it and it just, you know, it just makes you feel like, yeah, I know what to do, but I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, I think changing that and then, and then it has to go on a calendar. Uh, so if there is not a buy when date, uh, then, you know, it, it remains kind of this kind Close of like, there. right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, get that balloon and get a string on it. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think, you know, I, I created a planner, uh, not too long ago. Yeah. And it's all about kind of like personal development stuff and the, you know, the things, things that I need to get done. Um, So, you know, really making sure that you're giving it a really good, you know, title that helps with a mindset around it and that it really is what you want, because sometimes we also want things because they're just going to like be good for our ego. They might make us look better, may, mm-hmm. make, but it's not really when you think of like, okay, do I really care about this? And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really cross off those boxes of like something that really lights you up. And that's something that you really want to grow in. Um, yeah. And I think for those of us who have a lot of talent, there are so many things that you could do, but really, you know, is that what you're meant to do? And is that what yeah. you're called to do? Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, one of the things in your practice, I know you do, you you do, you use the word holistic, and that's how I describe you when I'm talking to others. You know, not only is it membership-based as opposed to insurance-based, but you give the holistic advice. You talk about the whole person. I love that. What are my three health wishes and three health fears? But you also do aesthetics because it's okay to do a little extra if you want to, to make yourself look well. I know, but full disclosure, but you know, I've had Botox from you. I've had Juvederm from you. I've tested out your little machines. (laughs) So tell us why you decided to merge or marry those two, the whole health side and then the aesthetic side. So I think, you know, it's it's a reflection of who I am. So I was an interior, interior designer uh, or a decorating consultant before I went to medical school. So I've always cared what the inside and outside appearance is. And I think mm-hmm. also just having that, like, that joy of living that's on the inside of you, kind of that spiritual side, really reflecting on the outside. And a lot of my patients were saying like, hey, I, I still feel you know, jubilant and young, but I look tired. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but you know, like, what can you do to, to assist with that? And so that's what I really, you know, I love about aesthetics is, you know, just really helping someone to have that reflection that, that, you know, the inside reflection. So I do still, you know, I, st- I still start on the inside, even, you know, when people come in for Botox, there's patients that I've turned away because, um, there, there were some other things going on underlying that needed to be addressed first, and they were not going to be satisfied with a wrinkle being gone. Right. I'm, I'm really good at releasing the wrinkle, but 
like, you know, you just recognize that there's just more to the story than that. So, um, and then, and if there's not, then fantastic. We're just going to, you know, do the, <laughs> do the wrinkles and, and do some plumping up and, and slimming down and sculpting and all of those things. But, um, it, and also, you know, I was a former athlete and so I was very used to my physique looking a certain type of way. And then, you know, now in my mid forties, um, maintaining my, you know, my own health and my own, um, you know, just like physique has been, it's been a challenge. Yeah. And so, you know, when I was looking for things for myself and looking for things for my patients, um, that's when I came across, you know, things like M-Sculpt and M-Tone and, and, you know, things that are really going to be helping with, you know, fat loss and more importantly, or just as importantly with muscle improvement and yeah. tone and strength. Um, so, you know, we lose at least three to 5% of our muscle mass after the age of 30. And so like, yeah. and and we see this, you know, I, I see it, you know, my, my father is 70 now and he's still, he's a former Olympic athlete. So he still has some of that muscle memory, but you know, he, he's not the guy that used to turn flips to, to entertain my friends. Um, yeah, and right. you know, so I, you know, I see that and, and, and want to help him and others like him to make sure that their golden years are truly golden. Yeah. Well, I know you offer so many things in your practice. So where can we find you? Not all our listeners are in Daytona Beach, but is it deliciahaines.com? What, what's the best website to send? Because you're an author of several books. I mean, there's so much more to you than we can get to in a short podcast. <laughs> so tell us where we can, the best place to find you. Right. So across social media channels, it's at Dr. Delicia MD. So D-R-D-E-L-I-C-I-A-M-D. Uh, so that's one uh, way of, of, of meeting me. And then um, our my practice is definitely where I spend the most time and that's familyfirsthealthcenter.com. Um, so, you know, whether it's is a speaking that I do or it's the planners or the books and that, you know, really that's, that's, a, that's the hub of uh, all of the things. So that's okay. a, a great Perfect. way to get in contact. Mm -hmm. And it's drdeliciamd.com. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, familyfirsthealthcenter.com, okay. but for social media, the handle is okay. at, at Dr. Delicia MD. I got it. Okay, perfect. So we'll mm -hmm. put all that in the show notes. So I can't wait to hear you and see you at the conference. Again, you can go to TeresaRanConsulting.com slash conference, find out all the information about the upcoming conference in less than two weeks. And Dr. Delicia will be there. She'll be one of our speakers on the whole topic of being your own CEO. So you don't have to be a CEO. You're just a woman that's in charge of something. <laughs> <laughs> and that can be just yourself, right? Because that's where, as Dr. Haynes said, we need to, to take, we need to begin, take care of ourselves so that we do have overflow to share with other people. Delicia, it's always fun to spend time with you. And I was just with you and, and your teammates last week, which was a joy. And I will see you soon. So as I always end the podcast, as my grandfather said when he was still alive, to stop and take time to smell the roses. So until we meet again, take care.